everyone, welcome back to episode 57 of the Unconstrained Conversation podcast. As you know, once a month, we talk to somebody at Ideas who provides valuable insight about our clients, uh, transformation in the industry, uh, what we've been coping with in the last few months and uh, how we see the future uh, going forward. So this week, I'm talking to Liz Willett, who runs our client relationship team. Um, Liz is based in the UK and uh, she's been with us for a long time. So she has a very, very good perspective of what's going on in the industry at large. And obviously the last 15 months have been super difficult for the industry, which means that her team has been working really, really hard to help our over 15,000 hotels around the world ease some of the pain. Now with many markets reopening, I wanted to get Liz on the podcast to get her insights on what has changed, which of the changes are permanent or temporary and how she sees the role of the organization changing as a result. As always, at the end of the podcast, I ask her for any advice for aspiring hospitality and revenue management leaders. Enjoy these unconstrained conversations with Liz. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star rating. Thank you. All right. Uh, hi, everyone. This is another Unconstrained Conversation podcast, um, episode 50-something-something-something. Um, we are uh, well beyond uh, counting now, I think, after over a year. And uh, with me today is Liz Willets from our uh, um, client relationships team. She's the client. She's the director of Global Client Relationships, just to make sure I get that right, based in the UK. And uh, Liz uh, helps the team uh, look after our clients and make sure they're all well taken care of. Hi, Liz. Welcome from London. Hi, Klaus. Nice to be here. <laughs> How Thank you, you. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Trying to uh, stay, stay cool. Stay cool. Um, so, Liz, uh, I wanted to get you on on the uh, the podcast here. Uh, because a lot of things are happening in Europe. Obviously, you have a global remit, but this, uh, we wanted to talk uh, about what's specifically happening in Europe right now. And we are seeing a uh, lot of things in a lot of different countries, um, some countries reopening, some countries delaying reopening. So um, give us an update. What's what's happening? What are you seeing? Um, what are our clients telling us? And um, kind of uh, what are you picking up? Sure, sure. I guess first and foremost, I, I think there's a lot of excitement probably in Europe, I think, um, across the market, because as, as you said, you know, countries are reopening. Um, I would say most of our clients are probably cautiously optimistic, if, if that's even a thing. Um, you know, they're they're all gearing up for sort of the summer holidays, for travel to reopen. But I think everybody's still very mindful, as I am definitely in the UK, that lockdowns can be delayed and they can continue to happen. So for now that we're hearing, there is demand. Um, there's definitely a lot of pent up demand, I think, domestic demand. Um, but it's it's a little bit confusing because the, the corridors of travel from one country to the next, it's, it's changing daily. Um, and hotels are sort of struggling to, you know, to, to see what, what is the market they're going for. Um, so I, I think that's definitely playing a lot on our clients' minds. Um, so they're, what they're doing is they're, they're really focusing on that domestic market because that's the safest thing they can do. Mm. Um, Most predictable but, probably, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's predictable. And I I think within Europe, definitely it's very predictable. Um, But I guess when it comes to the UK, um, I I think one of the things that I've been hearing quite regularly at the moment is there's a lot of clients that are booking a holiday within the UK. And they're also booking something in Europe with the hope that they're going to get to go to the sun. Um, And of course, with everything being so lenient and, you know, the way you can cancel business, such short lead now, I think the UK market is getting quite concerned about, you know, am I going to see mass cancellations if if Boris suddenly opens up travel and things with America? I know there's been conversations with America as well, with Joe Biden being over here for the G7 summit. So um, there's a lot of caution. And I believe clients are now thinking, do they need to now even start putting some deposits back in again? So people are considering that. And that's definitely a key focus at the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think one of the, the other things, Klaus, is that we're seeing just at the moment um, is um, hotels are not able to recruit. And I think this is a global issue, mm. not just an issue within Europe. Um, they're just they're not able to get the, the staff that they had pre-COVID. I, I think there's there's lots of things contributing to that, definitely within Europe. Of course, Brexit, a lot of uh, people from Europe went home. Um, and now for them to even come back, they have to get visas. They they can't get back in. There's restrictions there. So there's some hotels that they're seeing the demand, but they can't even open up at full capacity because they just they can't service the rooms. They're not going to have the the staff there to be able to manage that, which is which is quite a, another situation that they put them in. It's kind of a result of of COVID and Brexit together. It's like the perfect um, storm, uh, kind of between not having enough people on one side and on the other hand, all this uncertainty uh, and the interesting point you're bringing up about um, double bookings and potentially mass cancellations. That must be really, really worrying for people in the UK. If, if, yeah, if the uncertainty increases that dramatically on top of what's happening with the governments and COVID and all that. But um, then you have the, the specter of having business on the books, but that's that's very un, uncertain if it's going, going to materialize. No, of, of course. And then if, if we do have these mass cast cancellations and that has a huge impact on the products that the you know, ideas mm-hmm. gives for clients. So, of course, you know, our teams have been reacting to the analytics, making changes. And now all of a sudden there's, there's a new piece here that, you know, to, cancellations could start to come. So we have to react to that. We we don't know if it's going to happen yet, because at, you know at the moment um, anybody traveling from the UK to Europe, you I mean you can't really go anywhere unless it's essential. Um, but you have to then quarantine anywhere when you come back, and there's you know you've got to pay extra money for tests and so families traveling away. It just becomes a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think that they're the sort of things that are sitting at the forefront of our clients' minds. But um, you know what are we doing to help them reopen? And, you know, what, what are we looking at internally? I mean, a lot of the properties, um, they've had to adapt to different business mixes, as I've said. Um, you know, leisure of properties that were probably historically relying on all that wholesale and the um, the tour demand. So that they've had to move away from that and replace it with something else. So there's been a mindset change as well within our clients about what, what can they do? How can they generate this demand? Um, so, you know, they've been going out and they've been getting demand through the OTAs, that are the higher rated business and come of it's coming direct. Um, I think also a lot of the, the, the destinations are now extending their summer. 
So, you know, historically, sort of mid-August, the end of August was the end of the summer season, but they're now extending it through into autumn um, because of the pent-up demand and making sure that they can continue that that season for themselves and encourage people to come and stay. So there, there's a whole change and shift of, of you know, what, what, what business is coming, how do we cater for that? And then I, I guess the other, the other big piece is um, making sure that the hotels are safe and that you know, the, mm. the consumer feels safe to travel. Um, I know I know there's a lot of, I think, um, hotels in Europe still that um, have compulsory testing um, on site. And some hotels have actually started implementing their own testing stations. Um, so it's, it's it, you know, it, it's, it's so many things that they have to think about. You know, their demand has changed, their mix has changed, the booking pace has changed. They have to be more COVID secure. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's an ever-changing game. And, um, mm. you know, I... I, I do feel for a lot of the, the, the industry at the moment because every day they come in and they, there's a new challenge. Um, and that's yeah. what we're here to help. Yeah, yeah. it feels like one week it's like, hey, we're reopening and everything looks great and we're positive and optimistic. And the next week it's like, oh, maybe it'll take a little bit longer and it, um, you know, everything's changing again. So it's this constant roller coaster, which is uh, obviously very, very difficult to manage. Um, so what what are you telling your team uh, to tell the hotels, uh, and and what are you, what are you, um, uh, how are you how how are you supporting the hotels most effectively? What are some of the changes that you've seen, other than what you've talked about, how we in in the terms of how we're supporting the hotels and what and the guidance that we're giving them to manage the that roller coaster or up and down. Yeah, I think, um, you know, that the last 18 months has, you know, as we've spoken about, I know everybody in the industry has known somebody who's lost their job or they've become furloughed. Mm -hmm. And I know you've spoken in several of your other um, conversations with people from the industry where people are taking on additional roles and they're wearing the hat of, you know, some revenue managers might have been looking after one hotel, now they're looking after six. So one of the, the key areas that we've been focusing on, and that's globally, is how can we help? How can we help these people that are sitting in a job now and maybe they're working three days a week, but their their responsibilities have tripled? So yeah. what we've been doing is um, thinking about what can we do for them as opposed to historically they would have, you know, we would have sort of, they would have done it themselves. Mm -hmm. So there's, we've seen a massive decline in the active users across our products. Um, and But we've seen a huge surge in the number of interactions. And when I talk about the interactions, it's sort of the, the calls, emails with my teams or the activities in our ideas um, community portal. Um, so they're much more engaged, but they need more help. Um, and what we have started doing, um, we're spending a lot more time in their system. So my team globally in Europe as well, we're directing them where they need to focus. And maybe just to give you an example of one of the things that we did this year, we, we spent um, many, many hours uh, looking across about 3,000 hotels with them that are the G3 system. And we focused sort of, we did, we did something called, we called it a pricing health check. So we we're very much focusing on, you know, was their pricing configured optimally for when these markets reopen? Because, you know, mm -hmm. we, we want them to be set up to be successful when they return. So we were looking at their market segmentation. You know, was their bar demand truly bar demand? Was their system optimally configured from pricing? Was their rate shopping, you know, looking at their rate shopping configuration, looking at their overbooking? So it was a really successful project. And we've shared all our results um, with 
a lot of corporate users and individual users, and we've told them what they need to fix. Um, there's been times as well, I think, even when they didn't have the the time or the capacity to fix it themselves, we've just done it for them as long as they've agreed with us, of course. Um, so we, we wanted to make sure that you know that they were that they were set up and that they were successful when they could return to market, basically. Um, and there's lots of other initiatives that we're doing there. So what my team are trying to do is we're trying to be more proactive. We're trying to become a little bit more consultative and, um, yeah. you know, guiding them on what they, they need to focus on. Um, ideas also uh, created a reopening checklist. Um, so anybody who comes back, no matter how many times you open or you close, because obviously that's a constant at the moment, but thinking about what they need to, how they can work with limited capacities, making sure their special events are all configured in the system correctly and that, you know, out of orders are managed accordingly. So there's there's lots of activity that's been, been going on um, across the team globally and also looking at their competitive landscape, which is something I probably didn't talk about earlier, but a lot of clients have had to change their competitor lands, their, their mm-hmm. mix of, of who they're, they used to, they used to sort of very much have like a, a local competitive set. And I think that significantly changed where, you know, hotels maybe that were close to a city historically would have maybe, you know, put one of the city hotels in there. That's not the case anymore. They're, they're sort of now looking at a competitive set um, of properties in different regions, but that are similar um, because it's just more realistic of what's happening within the market for them. Wow, a uh, lot of lot of things that you've mentioned there. It feels like kind of uh, you've become the extended team for some of the hotels that uh, or, or part of the team, but um, uh, helping them with with some of the changes in the system and making sure that the that the, whatever they have in uh, in the revenue management product is properly configured. Who would have thought that we're becoming or you're becoming expert in closing hotels and reopening hotels, right? Uh, and that constant uh, open and close and open and close. Um, I find it interesting with this extended comp set too, that um, that they're not just looking, that they're looking more into hotels and, and other regions that are very similar. Um, how does that work kind of uh, in, from a system perspective? Do they then shop these competitors um, and add them onto the comp set um, and, and and build a complete different comp set than in the past. That's um, I, I haven't heard that before. That's why I'm quite interested about it. Yeah, no, they, they are they are adding in different competitors. Yeah, they're shopping mm-hmm. that data. Um, it's it's just more realistic because if if we think of a property maybe that has a spa, maybe they used a city location historically. Um, the cities, as we're seeing, are not the, the demand is not as strong. It's these sort of resorts where people feel safer, where they're outside a city. So yeah, they're 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 now looking at similar destinations and using that. And I, I think even pre-COVID, we did have some clients. I remember in the the US and Canada, I remember talking to clients years ago that you know that's what they needed to do because they were so unique. But now it's mm-hmm. sort of a, a mind shift change where it's now relating really of you know am I priced accordingly because I'm I'm comparing myself to somebody that's just no longer relevant in my in my data. Of course, we expect that to change again. Um, as this pandemic goes away, which we all hope will be very soon, um, that they'll have to move back. So it's 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 a bit of a trial and error trying to see what works for them. And mm-hmm. I think you know as as we start to see, and it's I, I always get really excited when 
I get to talk to one of my team and we're looking at a particular system and I see, I don't know if our system goes in different colours, but when I start to see the reds, you know, the reds are when it's really busy and it's it's really exciting to sort of go, wow, you know, people are getting back up to those 90s, 95s, even I've seen 100% occupancies across the world and it's it's brilliant to see, Um, you know, we all want to get back to that stage and that's where we want to stay. Yeah, I think in the US, we're, we're obviously a little bit ahead of, of, of the rest of the world. The average occupancy, I think Hilton talked about that last week, was 93% over some of the weekends now across their portfolio in the US. And uh, I think just just a couple of days back, for the first time in 18 months, uh, there were over 2 million people taking planes. Um, I think that was last Friday or Saturday. So that's uh, quite exceptional. Hopefully, the rest of the world will follow too soon. And we'll see Hopefully. more reds in the calendar. Yes, absolutely. That's what we want to see. Definitely. So, what do you feel? What do you What do you feel um, is going to is going to stay with us as a change as a result of COVID? Um, and what are, you mentioned the the comp set might go to the old comp set. You know, when when all the hotels are reopening and uh, we go back to a more normal situation. But what do you feel will has changed and will stay even even once we go back to a more normal business environment. Yeah, I, I think I think what will stay, I think from from my team's perspective, is mm. we will continue to give as much support as we can. Um, because we've learned over the last year that, you know, that we can help clients make better decisions within their systems. Mm-hmm. And um, we've become, I think, as a as a team of ideas and not just my team, I mean, all the teams behind us as well. We've become a lot more knowledgeable and a lot more proactive in being able to predict sort of things and help clients get where they need to be. And I think as the the market has changed and roles have changed, that's going to be something that we're going to have to partner with our clients. And I know I, I, I've heard some really good feedback from a lot of people about the things that we are doing. So I think that that will definitely, definitely change for the positive. And I hope our clients will appreciate that journey that we've been on. Um, I, I think what, what, what has changed is definitely and what we you know what won't come back. I, I don't think we're going to see um, you know, revenue managers as much at independent individual hotels. So we're going to see more corporate sort of roles taken on board because it's centralized. It's, yeah, it's centralized. Yeah. Definitely. There's, there's proof there that, that, that it works. Um, and we're going to have to continue to work with them to grow tools about how we can, how they can manage multiple properties um, in a much more efficient way, because at the end of the day, it's all going to be down to cost saving. Um, and, you know, ideas as a company, we're going to have to think of different ways that we can reach our clients. Um, you know, what else can we do to support them? And one of the things that I, f- I forgot to mention, guys, but we've just recently no- launched um, something called Ideas Connect, um, where it's our client training specialist team that are actually um it's like these open forums that are going to be there. They've all been scheduled and we're talking to all our users at the moment about it where they can just pop in and ask a question. So I, I know everybody has got a client relationship manager. The majority of our clients have, and they've got these monthly calls, but we're trying to give them access to more people at ideas and be able mm-hmm. to listen maybe to other users as well. Um, so it's like office hours. Office, yeah. like office hours right um yeah we recently trialed it in germany and it was it was quite um we got quite a good good feedback so now we're launching it in the americas it's in asia pack we're doing it in um in the emi as well so we're, we're just trying to reach as many people as possible so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's fantastic 
Um, the last question I always ask everyone, and um, I didn't put that on the list of questions I'm going to ask you, so uh, I might, you might have to think a little bit about that. Um, but a lot of people that are listening are students and, um, and people that are uh, just finishing up uh, maybe a degree in hospitality or thinking about going to hospitality or revenue management. Um, I don't know about you, but I get frequently asked on LinkedIn and other social media uh, forums um, uh, from students for advice. Um, what advice would you give somebody who is just finishing school or thinking about getting into um, revenue management or working for ideas or, or working in hospitality? Um, what uh, is this a good time or is this a not so good time to join to join hospitality or or become a revenue manager? And, and what is um, what is your general advice? Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a good time. I think um, if you, there's there's so much happening at the moment, you would learn a lot. Um, so it's a great time to learn. Of course, there is possible challenges with finding the right job. Um, I'm always looking for good people. So um, I've currently got positions open in Japan and positions hey. open in the, in the US. So if there's people out there listening, please, uh, <laughs> you know, send in your applications and let me know. Um, I, I think the advice I would give them is, um, you know, I, I don't always go based on experience. To me, experience is not everything. To me, is the person's ability to be curious and to be passionate. And it really comes across, I think, when, you know, when, when I when I have interviews with people, I, I can generally make up my mind on sort of somebody's enthusiasm within the first few minutes of, of the interview. And it's the questions that they ask. Um, I, I think I recently spoke to somebody who um, they said they had a, an interview and the interview lasted, the, the last part of the interview was 45 minutes extra um, because of the wow. questions that that person asked. But but it was, they, I mean, they got the job um, yeah. and they got the job and they, they, sorry, not the job, that would be the vaccine. They got <laughs> the, the job. Um, yeah, they got the job based on all the questions they asked. And I always, I, I think that is so important that if you go to an interview, be prepared and, you know, and make sure you sort of, you, you want to ask and you want to understand what the role is because any, anybody can be successful in anything. That's what I always believe. If you truly want something, you, you know, you, you'll get it um, yeah. as long as you put a little bit of effort into it and, and be and be be happy and enjoy it. And that, that's <laughs> one of the big things with my team is, you know, I, I would hope that they would all agree with me if they're listening. But I, I think we have quite a, a fun um, environment and, and ideas. And my team, you know, we talk all the time and we laugh a lot. Uh, you know, sometimes people cry, of course, but it's, you know, it's really important to be, you know, open and, and have fun in what you're doing. So absolutely. Mm. Hospitality is, has been my life since I was, I think, 12. So, <laughs> so yeah, I would encourage everyone. Seems like yesterday. Seems yeah, like yesterday. Seems like yesterday, Klaus. I mean, unfortunately, you can't see me today. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not my face. I'm not, not, not a, bit, a bit longer than that. <laughs> Well, um, love, love the love the, the the advice on let's have fun um, and let's bring some emotions in, you know, good and bad emotions. Uh, you, you talked about the, the laughing and the crying, but um, ultimately, if you're passionate about it, then let your passion show. And, and I guess uh, let others know that you're passionate about something too, right? That's that's what I'm hearing from you. Definitely. Right. Definitely, well, thank you very definitely. much, Liz. That, that's good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Liz, for, for your time. Um, I always appreciate talking to you. 
Um, and uh, thanks for your thanks for your insights about uh, how you're helping, um, how your team is helping, and you're helping the clients around the world and and what's changed. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast um, and sharing your views. Appreciate it. Thank you, Klaus. It's been great. Thanks. Speak soon. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes, link to the episode, help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating, and don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.